we're all obsessed with the Packers, obviously, Alyssa, right? Just obsessed. Aaron Rodgers, Packers. We can't help ourselves. The big rival. But are the Packers really still the team to worry about in the NFC North, right? Which team worries you more in 2023 and beyond, I guess? The Vikings, who have been up there in the NFC standings, all, you know, conference standings all season long, or the Lions, who have been on like a freaking tear lately? The Bears have all the cap space in the world for 2023. We know that. We also know they're going to have a top three draft pick in all likelihood. But that doesn't mean they're just going to rise right to the top of the NFC North in 2023, right? There are some teams to worry about. If it's not the Packers, what about the Vikings? What about the Lions? Interesting little topic. We'll get to that later in the program. But first and foremost, it's the Bears Wire podcast. Welcome into the show. Ryan O'Leary here, joined by my friend Alyssa Barbieri. Alyssa is the managing editor of USA Today's Bears Wire. Alyssa, how you doing? We're coming off the bye week. How are you? I'm doing great because the Bears didn't lose this week. So, I mean, all is well. Been a while, yes. I got been a to while. relax. It has been a while since I believe they beat your Patriots was the last time the Bears recorded a win. Don't want to talk about it. Like yeah, no, the Bears, be- yeah, they just were world beaters that night. Uh, I don't want to talk about it, Alyssa. It was like that win was supposed to last us for the rest of the year, it feels like. So, um, but yeah, no, it was a nice bye week, which... You know, kind of, I did uh, a lot of recap stuff at this point, a little looking ahead to 2023 and, you know, just got to enjoy some football and, you know, hey, now we have four games left uh, to close out this season and then it's going to be a very busy and very important offseason for Chicago. Right. But we got to enjoy these last four weeks. So here was the idea for the podcast coming off the bye. We're going to do a six pack of questions to get us fired up for these final four games, Alyssa. So that's like a six pack. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like a six pack, right? That should get you. That should get you good and fired up for a game. You take, you know, get a six pack, put on, put it on the couch next to you. There you go. I'm feeling pretty good by halftime. Uh, So are you ready for this? Let's just jump right in. You ready? Okay, let's go. Okay. So the bears are slated to have North of, we've talked about this and you've written about it on bears wire, Alyssa. This is uh, just long preamble to this question. Just bracing yourself. I know you're not surprised with me. Uh, The bears are slated to have North of 120 million in salary cap space and eight draft picks. Uh, We, we've, been harping on the fact that one of them could be number two overall, could be at least top three. So in the spirit of some of these early mock drafts I've seen popping up, uh, even on Bears Wire, right? We saw the team taking Alabama edge Will Anderson per the draft wire to address obviously a major need. So here's that preamble over. Here's question number one, Alyssa. Where do you stand today in terms of the Bears first round pick inside that top three? Are you drafting a potential generational talent like Will Anderson or are you trading back for a haul that could help you fill the many other holes on the roster right now? Where's your gut right now? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, cause like when you have someone like Will Anderson, who, I mean, this is a team that the bears have the worst pass rush in the league. I think they only have 15 sacks in 13 games, which is dead last. And you traded Robert Quinn. You haven't found a replacement. And like, I think this all depends on exactly like what Ryan Poles does in free agency, right? Because that'll really dictate exactly what he's going to do in the draft. But at the same time, I mean, like if Will Anderson's there, I find it hard to believe that they would pass on him because it's really hard to find, you know, like a franchise uh, edge rusher. And they really, really need that. I mean, that's hurt their defense this year. I mean, the pass rush has been non-existent. And at the same time though, I mean, any, if you, how, depends on how sweet the offer is. I mean, 
because there are going to be some quarterback needy teams. We've talked about this before that depend, especially depending on where the bears are two or three, especially if they're at number two, because I know that Broncos pick, that's actually the lions pick, you know, that'll be interesting. I mean, there are going to be teams willing to trade up to get, you know, CJ Stroud will be up there. So, I mean, depends how sweet the offer is. I would consider both. I mean, this is not even me answering the question. I guess I have to, I had to pick a side. Okay. Darn. Um, I mean, at this point right now, when we still have four games left this season and having not really seen exactly what Ryan Poles is doing to address the roster, I mean, I think I'm going to stick it out with Will Anderson at two, or if he falls to three, I think I would stick with that. Even like Jalen Carter, depending on, again, what they do in free agency. But I guess for now, I'm going to stick with that number two or number three pick. But I, my mind can definitely be changed. <laughs> Yeah, I like that response. I'm with you. I mean, if a team wants to get stupid, Alyssa, and go get nutty for a quarterback and trade us a bunch of first round picks or whatever, then fine. Maybe we can entertain that. Right. But uh, yeah, I think you get a chance to draft in the top three. That tends to be a place you want to draft. And, and the Bears have plenty of picks. We, we mentioned it. Eight, eight draft picks and lots of cap space. So yeah, go ahead and draft Will Anderson if you can. All right. Moving on. Question number two. It's along the same topic, Alyssa. Bears Wire recently posted... A, an article about 25 potential free agents for the team in 2023. Folks can go online to check that one out. It's a good, good read. And there's some big name guys on that list, like Saquon Barkley of the Giants, right? Some other ones that people will recognize. Jamal Williams, old friend from Green Bay, having a huge season for the Lions. So Alyssa, give me a name on that list that actually makes a ton of sense for the Bears and could actually happen. Oh, man. Yeah. So looking at that free agents list, I mean... Obviously, there aren't any big name receivers, so that's off the board, right? And that's why Poles went out and traded for Chase Claypool. But when even I know like offense is going to be the focus this offseason, as it should be, because building around Justin Fields is going to be paramount. But kind of when looking at some of those names, the one that really stands out to me is Deron Payne from the Commanders, the defensive tackle. I think that he would just really shore up an important need within the, the interior of that defensive line. And I think he would pair well to with Justin Jones, who's still under contract next year. Because that's a position that, I mean, like the defensive line has been worse than imagined this year. I mean, I think especially when you started training, ro- trading ro- Robert Quinn and, you know, when you kind of looked at the roster before the start of the season, it was going to be rough a little bit. But I don't think we expected it to be this bad. I mean, Justin Jones is really the only guy who I think, uh, at least within the interior of that defensive line, that will for sure be back next year. So like Deron Payne's going to, I mean, assuming he hits free agency and the commanders don't lock him up, which I mean, the commanders have some options too along the defensive line. So, I mean, he's someone I could see, uh, you know, choosing to explore the free agent market. Ryan Poles has a boatload of money. He's someone that you can pay. Uh, I think he could be a three tech in this uh, Matt Eberflus's defense, which is one of the most important positions in that defense. And then, at the, and then at the same time, if you decide to keep that number two or number three overall pick and you found your three tech and Payne is 25 years old right now, then you can use that pick to go get Will Anderson. And there you go. You got two young guys on the defensive line in an immediate upgrade for that defense. Uh, so, I mean, he's the one that really stands out to me immediately. And if you kind of look at the other side of the ball, and I know we were talking about this before the show, Ryan, Elgton Jenkins from uh, the Packers, <laughs> you know, that's something that someone... He makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, he's someone who, I mean, he's from Luke Getze's system. You know, he can play different positions on this offensive line. The offensive line is going to be a huge focal point this offseason. I feel like 
Tevin Jenkins and Braxton Jones are really the locks at this point going into next year on that offensive line. I mean, Cody Whitehair is back, but he has a large cap hit, so he's not necessarily going to be the future. If you want to draft, you know, a, a young guy at guard or get someone in there like Jenkins, you know, who can play multiple positions. Right guard is sound with with Tevin Jenkins, but you have a couple other holes, center, right tackle. So it'll be interesting. I think that Jenkins would be a really nice addition to this offensive line. He does have some injury concerns, but again, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, take a flyer on that. And again, he's someone who could look to get paid, look to get paid. And when you have a young quarterback like Justin Fields, who guys are going to want to play for, I mean, I think that would certainly sweeten the pot as well. And that could help the Bears land some of these top free agents, whether it's Jenkins or whether it's Deron Payne. Yeah, I like Payne a lot. And there's some pipe dreams on here. Like you look at a, a guy we're going to see here this week, Jason Kelsey, the really good center from the Eagles, <laughs> yeah. Travis Kelsey's brother. More of a pipe dream, right? Especially the Eagles go win yeah. the Super Bowl. Are they going to let Kelsey go? Probably not. But Elton Jenkins, I mean, would make sense. He could play both guard and tackle, would add some serious pop to that O-line. You know Ryan Pohl's going to be addressing that, as you've been saying. And then it hurts Green Bay all in one fell swoop. So that's that. What, what's wrong with that, Alyssa, right? That's just that's just perfection. That's perfection right there. That's just the cherry on top, oh, right? It was kind of like when the Bears traded for Chase Claypool and knowing the Packers wanted him and they were mm. right behind them. I mean, it just makes it all the sweeter. Yeah, it doesn't matter if Chase Claypool is not producing much. The Packers don't have him. It's fine. It's, it's all good. Uh, all right, moving right along. Question number three, uh, Justin Fields is Batman. And by that, I mean, we need a Robin, right? I don't want to ask you who your MVP of the season is right now for the Bears, Alyssa, because I know it's Justin Fields. So here's the spirit of this question. Justin Fields is Batman. Who's his Robin? You could go offense. I'll even open it up to defense or special team so it doesn't have to be a guy that's right next to him on the field. You know what I mean? You can get creative with this answer. It could be Luke Getze if you really want it to be. You know what I mean? But who has been your Robin to Justin Fields as Batman this season for the Bears? Oh, man. There's there's a few that stand out, which, I mean, when you look at their record at 3-10, and 10, you really wouldn't think there are that many. Um, we need, but some, there we are need an few. influx of positivity on the show. You know, Alyssa? <laughs> exactly. And the good thing is, though, that two of, like, the two guys on offense that I'm thinking of are young, right? And they're actually from the same draft class as Justin Fields. Uh, and the two that came to mind immediately are running back Khalil Herber and uh, right guard Tevin Jenkins, who, I mean, they've both had impressive season starting with Herbert I mean David Montgomery was the guy coming into the season and he's a great running back and he's a great blocker something that I think Herbert really still needs to work on um, but when you kind of look at what Herbert's been able to do this season I mean he's played uh, a couple less games than Montgomery at this point and he has more rushing yards but the thing that's really impressive is that Herbert has the highest rushing yard average uh, by running by a running back this season at six yards per carry, and he's got 643 yards on the season. So I mean, it's pretty impressive. And I know he's been on IR, but the good news is is he's coming back for the end of the year. He's eligible to return next week, just in time for Christmas against the Bills at Soldier Field. So you know, it'd be nice to see him get out there because I really feel like you know Fields and Herbert, along with, along with Darnell Mooney, right? He's another young guy. Like you're talking about like these building blocks on offense, and you normally talk about. Like, you know, I think uh, NFL.com or someone does like these uh, annual offseason triplet rankings, right? When you have like the quarterback, the running back and a receiver of some sort, right? And I think that when you look to the future, I think the Bears have a really good trio with uh, with Fields, Herbert and Mooney. So, I mean, it, I think Herbert's had a really good year. And then Tevin Jenkins, like I mentioned, I mean, I still can't believe just how this entire offseason started with him. 
like that we've gotten to this point where he's been the best offensive lineman for this team this year. And it took a position change in the middle of training camp in the preseason. And he's just been rolling and he's like a mauler and someone that you want on this offensive line. He's that nasty guy. And it's been awesome to watch him. Uh, I think he's the highest graded uh, Bears lineman at 80.1 or offensive player, I should say. I mean, he's been astounding. He's not he's not hasn't been perfect. Obviously, he still has some things to work on. But I mean, I've been really, really impressed with him. So I don't know if, you know, offensive linemen are allowed to be Robin. But I mean, I definitely would put Jenkins up there. And I guess like on defense, too, I was thinking of. You know, obviously it's been a rough year for the defense, but I think Eddie Jackson has just been impressive this season. And he really had a bounce back year that he needed, uh, especially considering he's going to have the highest cap hit uh, among the Bears next season. Uh, But he's really just kind of found himself, you know, a new life back there, getting to go back to free safety and having someone like Jaquan Brisker, who's just that hard hitting, you know, strong safety. They're a really good compliment. I don't know how much... You know, I think I know Jackson has a couple of years left in his deal, so he's going to be I think he'll still be around for the next couple of years. But it's been really nice to see him have this season. Unfortunate it had to end with him having a season ending foot injury. But the good news is, is he doesn't have to have surgery on it. So that's good. Uh, so I'll be excited to see him back next year. But, you know, there are some young, exciting pieces on both sides of the ball at this point. So looking ahead to 2023 is it's, it's nice, you know, especially when you're three and 10, you have to look at the good Ryan, right? Oh, absolutely. That's what we do, especially on this program. And and speaking of good news, Alyssa, I got a fantasy playoff matchup this weekend, actually a couple and our friend Corey Bonini over at the huddle.com is going to give us free advice for your playoff matchups. And then we'll be right back to continue our six pack of questions. Got to finish the six pack. We'll do that right after this. This is the Typico Sportsbook Fantasy Minute. Let's make this interesting. Interesting. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Playoffs. I'm Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com here to bring you strong plays for Week 15. Indianapolis Colts quarterback Matt Ryan at the Minnesota Vikings. Ryan, coming out of the bye week, takes on a Vikings defense that has allowed eight finishes of QB 13 or better in the last nine games. Just two defenses have given up more points to quarterbacks in 2022, and one of them allowed double the rushing scores as Minnesota. This matchup is 30.3% better than league average. Even a fading star like Ryan should be able to exploit Minnesota's secondary. Kansas City Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco at Houston Texans. This matchup profiles better for Pacheco finding success than his red hot backfield mate Jarek McKinnon. Since week 9, running backs have averaged the 7th most rushing yards per game and a touchdown every 36.8 attempts, but this is the number one defense to exploit on the year. 15 times a running back has made it into double-digit PPR territory, and this matchup is 28.6% better than league average. McKinnon will get his, but Pacheco should finish on the border between RB1 and number 2 performers. Washington Commanders wide receiver Jahan Dotson versus New York Giants. The rookie wideout posted 5 receptions for 54 yards and a touchdown on nine targets before the bye week hit. Now, Dotson will take on a Giants defense again, his opponent from the aforementioned Week 13 showing. He was involved more as a receiver of late, and it wouldn't be a surprise to see that continue down the stretch. New York has allowed wide receivers top 10 stats for receptions and yardage per contest since Week 9, and this defense has given up a touchdown per game to the position during that window. Tight end David Njoku, Cleveland Browns versus Baltimore Ravens. After missing Week 13 with a bum knee only to return for a 7-catch, 59-yard, one touchdown line on nine looks in his first contest with Deshaun Watson under center, and Joku faces a Baltimore defense that has done a pretty good job of limiting tight 
ends of late. He was good for 14.1 fantasy points without scoring a touchdown in week seven. Consecutive tight ends have posted at least 12 PPR points against this defense in the most recent pair of games, and eight tight ends have posted at least 10 points versus the Ravens in 2022. Six touchdowns have been scored by the position on the year. Don't be scared off by the name brand of Baltimore's defense. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com. That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with thehuddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at Typico Sportsbook. For a limited time, new Typico Sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. All right, we're back, and we're continuing our six-pack of questions heading into the final month of the season. And let's go into question number four. Alyssa, who has been the Bears' biggest dud of the 2022 season, right? We talked about the uh, Batman and Robin previous segment. That was kind of an MVP question. Now, let's do the opposite. Your biggest dud of the 2022 season so far. Man, I mean, when you have a team that's sitting at 3-10, and 10, I mean, you got quite a few duds on this team, but I think it's obviously got to be rookie receiver Bayless Jones Jr. I mean, especially considering how high he went and when he was drafted, there was already, you know, concerns that, okay, hey, the Bears are really reaching on this guy, right? You know, there were some other guys still on the board, like Romeo Dobbs was someone that actually obviously landed with the Packers. You know, there were other receivers out there and the Bears took a flyer on Jones and, you know, hoping that, you know, he would work out. And granted, he's a rookie. So, I mean, there's still obviously plenty of time for him to to develop, but he really hasn't found a role for himself on offense, I think, which is the most concerning. We've seen him on special teams, which I think that was a big reason why, you know, he has the playmaking speed and the playmaking ability. We've seen that. Obviously, he had a couple of those muff punts earlier in the season, and that just kind of, you know, you know, was a setback for him. And he was even, you know, benched for a couple of games before coming back, you know, when injuries uh, and everything started to make him really more useful, right, on special teams. But I mean, I think I'm more concerned with the fact that he hasn't carved out a role for himself on offense at this point of the season. I mean, you know, he has, I think, three catches for 24 yards and a touchdown and six carries for 48 yards. You know, so I mean, it's nothing what we were expecting, especially considering, Ryan Poles dedicated those first two picks to landing defensive players, getting Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, you know, who have made an impact. I mean, they haven't been perfect, but, you know, Brisker especially has been really good. And then Bayless Jones just really hasn't done much. And, you know, he hasn't, you know, he really hasn't proven himself this year. And hopefully getting an offseason under his belt and getting a better understanding of the playbook, you're hoping that he can become someone, but he really hasn't been that impact receiver that we were hoping that the Bears would draft for Justin Fields. Yeah, no, if you really want to rile up the fan base, Alyssa, we could say Chase Claypool, right? He's been a dud since he signed, <laughs> but you know, we're going to give him some time. We're not going there. I think Bayless Jones was my number one pick too. I mean, the fumbles at inopportune times, yeah, sure. That could happen with a rookie, right? That, that happens all the time. I, I just think the complete lack of an offensive role, you know, when wide receiver and weapons for Fields has been among the biggest complaints we've all had all year, Bears fans. We want Fields to have weapons. They draft Bayless Jones in the third round. He doesn't have a role, right? 
So I think that's been kind of disturbing, and we're hoping that improves. He's been a dud this year. Doesn't mean that we're completely out on the player. I think there's something there. But why hasn't he played wide receiver this year? Why hasn't he gotten snaps? I think that's like a very fair question. It's something that we'll be we'll be watching with Bayless Jones. Okay, moving on to question number five. We're all obsessed with the Packers, obviously, Alyssa, right? Just obsessed. Aaron Rodgers, Packers. We can't help ourselves. The big rival. But are the Packers really still the team to worry about in the NFC North, right? Which team worries you more in 2023 and beyond, I guess? The Vikings, who have been up there in the NFC standings, all, you know, conference standings all season long, or the Lions, who have been on like a freaking tear lately? We're going to see both of these teams here down the, uh, down the stretch run. Which team worries you more again, Lions or Vikings? Yeah, I'm glad that you brought like with the Packers. I think we can all see that, you know, that's starting to, you know, just decline. They're they're on the they're on the downward trajectory at this point, which More as Packers. Bears fans, you know, we're very excited about. But kind of looking at the which kind of leaves the NFC North up for grabs, which is why it's so good that the Bears have their quarterback in Justin Fields. And now Ryan Poles, you know, his whole we're gonna take the North and never give it back. Obviously, it doesn't look good this year, but I think obviously when he starts building the roster uh, that he wants in this offseason is going to be huge that, you know, they can do that. But when looking at, you know, the other teams in the division, the Vikings, who are obviously trending towards the playoffs right now uh, and the Lions, you know, I mean, honestly, I'd have to say the Lions. And it's kind of shocking considering, you know, how they started off the season because it looked pretty bad. Like I even had... I had a bet with one of my uncles because I have a lot of Lions fans as uh, for family or sorry. I have a lot of family that are Lions fans. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast in the in the past, you know that. So, I mean, I had a bet going with one of my uncles about, you know, who would have more wins. And I bet the Bears. But again, that was before, obviously, all the trades and everything went down and they were just tanking. And I'm like, oh, OK. But then the Lions really, you know, who I thought had a really good, solid young core. You know, they struggled a little bit in the beginning of the season. But now you're seeing, I mean, they won five of their last six games. You can argue they should have beaten the Bills on Thanksgiving. So they could have won, you know, the last six games. And you look at that at that team, and they have talent on both sides of the ball. They're a young, talented team. Dan Campbell, I mean, you got to love him. Aiden Hutchinson, my guy from Michigan, is just a beast. You know, he's in the Defensive Rookie of the Year he's conversation. very well. Very, very well. And I'm so very happy for him. And you look at that offense, too. Like, the Lions did it right. You know, they really started in the trenches and building that offensive line. And they have a strong running game. And the passing game, you know, just got Jamison Williams back. And I think his first uh, catch was a touchdown, right? So, I mean, I mean, they're just getting him now, who he, that talented rookie from Alabama. So, I mean, this team, I think the Lions could be very dangerous moving forward, especially because their quarterback is Jared Goff right now, who he's been doing very well. But let's be real, he's still Jared Goff. So that really speaks, I think, to the system, too, that's in place in Detroit. So, I mean, I mean, the Lions are going to have a top draft pick this year because uh, they own that. Is it the the Broncos? Which one is it again, Ryan? You're it's the Rams. It's uh, the Rams. I always forget. I get it mixed up. It's the, the Rams, Rams for that Matthew Stafford trade. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And the Lions are going to have a top draft pick this year because they have the Rams first uh, round pick. And they're going to have two actually in the first round. Uh, that that one's going to be probably top five or even top four or three. So, I mean, they could go out and get CJ Stroud or get a young, talented quarterback in the draft. And I mean, when you, when they get this quarterback, I mean, I mean, Jared Goff, he's been doing very well, but when you get a young, talented quarterback, like the bears finally have theirs, I mean, that offense can just 
be explosive. So, I mean, I think, you know, obviously having a lot of family that are Lions fans, you know, they haven't won a championship since the fifties and, you know, it's been a lot of pain and torture, something that bears fans can relate to. Obviously it's been 85 since we've won, but um, I mean, I really think that this team is trending in the right direction and I think they have the potential to be a really competitive team moving forward. And I don't know who knows, maybe we're talking about, you know, for a while it was, Packers and Vikings, right? You know, who's going to win the division for the last like decade? The Bears kind of weren't in the conversation until like 2018, right? So maybe for like, you know, moving forward, maybe we're talking about Bears and Lions kind of competing for the NFC North titles. I don't know. But I mean, I'm really, really impressed uh, with what I've seen from the Lions. Yeah, it's a fair take that the offense is functioning so well with Jared Goff. And instead of being like, wow, look how great Jared Goff is and Goff is reminding everyone why he was the number one pick overall. It's like, you know, no, we all know what Jared Goff is, guys. Come on. So give some credit to the system. I think I like that. And yeah, the skill players are hard to ignore. But I do. I, I'm a little surprised, Alyssa, because the Vikings, I just feel like if they can get a defense, don't they morph into like a perennial Super Bowl contender overnight? Like Kirk Cousins, Justin, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam. I know Adam Thielen's getting a little long in the tooth, but the new coach looks like he's got a clue in Kevin O'Connell. He looks like a home run. If they could find a defense, look out, right? The Vikings, but you're you're like the Lions more. I'm a little surprised, but I, I like the take. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Lions too. They, ha- I mean, with the Vikings, it kind of feels like. I mean, I thought when they brought in, they fired both their GM and head coach, that it was going to be a rebuild, but it was kind of more just like a quick retooling, and they're now in win or they're now in win now mode. And I mean, I can see like they they have the pieces on offense. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is just amazing and I think the best receiver in the game right now and Dalvin Cook and they do have that talent on offense and yes defense has its its issues but right now when you kind of look at complete teams too I think that the Lions are more complete on both sides of the ball uh, on both offense and defense that's why I think I put them a little I think I put them right above the Vikings because and they're also a young team right too they're a young team that's on the upward trajectory I mean with the Vikings I, I could like definitely see them kind of maybe fall off next year, you know, like have this really good year and then fall off. But I feel like the the Lions are really, they've been building for, for a while here. Um, and we're starting to see the beginning of that. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. My gut is telling me, Ryan, just to, to be more nervous about the Lions, which is a very weird feeling, but I'm going with it. Yeah, that's why it's a fun little topic to talk about. Yeah, I think the Vikings, they can't cover anyone. Uh, now they can pass the crap out of the ball with Justin Jefferson. <laughs> But they can't cover anyone on defense, and that's a problem. And yeah, the, the Lions, who were the worst defense in football at the beginning of the year, we got to stop saying that because they've been on the come lately. So yeah, you got to give the Lions a little bit of love. They might be the most dangerous team to the Bears moving forward. And I just think, you know, fans being like, oh yeah, 2023, the Bears are going to win the division. The Packers are going to be bad. It's like, don't forget about these other teams. They're kind of, the Vikings are good and the Lions are on the move right now. So just, you know, just like a little pump the break segment there. Uh, but let's move on to number six. This one will also have a bonus question, of course. Uh, Justin Fields. We haven't mentioned him too much in this program, Alyssa. I know that's probably hurting your heart. So let's talk about Justin Fields for a minute. Uh, Justin, Finally. <laughs> Justin Fields. He's about to go head to head with two MVP caliber quarterbacks, two guys in the conversation as we speak, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen these next couple weeks. Now, I think Justin Fields could be in the MVP conversation, you know, in in the following years, right? Maybe as soon as 2023, if the Bears start winning. I mean, he's that good. He's that spectacular. He's going to get that much pub. And I think we could see him in that conversation, you know, sooner rather than later. It happened pretty fast with Jalen Hurts. Why couldn't it happen with Justin Fields? So with Fields kind of on that, 
you know, on the trajectory to be up with these guys like Allen, like Hertz in that MVP discussion down the road, Alyssa, what are you hoping to see in these matchups? You know, Bears, Bills, Bears, Eagles. Yeah, I mean, kind of what you said exactly, because I feel like both of those quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, really kind of show the importance of being patient when it comes to quarterback development. I mean, because there have been people that have that had written both of those guys off right early in their careers. And yeah, and you kind of see like what experience, development, getting the talent around you, getting the right play caller, right? And I feel like, you know, with fields, I mean Like last year, it was a bit rocky. The beginning of the season, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. But you're kind of seeing him too, which I've been so impressed with what Justin Fields has done this year because of the talent efficiencies around him and how he's made, how he's getting it done with an offensive line. That's one of the worst in the league and pass protection, you know, having underwhelming an underwhelming supporting cast in the receiving department. And you kind of just see like he has the it factor, right? You know, he's special. And it's kind of like now just, just like Jalen hurts and Josh Allen, right? Those guys have the it factor too. They're very special, and very talented. And now you saw what happened when, those GMs went out and they built a team around them, right? They started with the offense and they also have the defense. So, I mean, it'll be nice to kind of see it, like what I really would love, but it's going to be difficult because both of those teams, the Eagles and the Bills have good defenses, but like, I would love something similar to what we saw with Tua Tagovailoa and the Dolphins, where we have them kind of getting in a shootout, you know what I mean? And kind of going back and forth. And it's like, wow, well, Justin's able to do that, right? And at this point of his career with what's happening around him, you know, I, I'd love to see that. I'm not holding my breath because the Eagles are just, they're dominant and I'm a little nervous, to be honest. And I don't think we're going to see Fields kind of running as much because, you know, he still has the shoulder injury, right? He's protecting it a little bit more. I can see him still kind of, if it's there, like we saw against the, the Packers, he's going to take that lane. He's going to go, right? So, like, I still think that we'll see some of that, but I would really love to see just how, you know, he kind of measures up to both of them at this point of his career. And I'm really hoping down the line, because Jalen Hurts is in the same conference, so I think, like, I don't know. And, and he's a similar quarterback, too, right? Where he, I mean, he almost broke Justin Fields' rushing record against the Packers, right? Um, I was like, I was getting nervous there for a minute. I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, Jalen, you don't need to run anymore, bud, okay? I Like, let, like Fields' cleats just got into the Hall of Fame. They're, they're not even warm yet. So, like, can we just, like, please, just, like, you know, don't break it yet. So, I mean, but they're very similar quarterbacks where, especially Hurst, where he kind of relied on his legs a little bit. And then, you know, the passing game started developing, right? And you put the pieces around him. So, I mean, it, it just, it's like a nice glimpse uh, of what fields can become, I think. And plus, I mean, I'm going to have fun watching both of those. Those quarterbacks, like Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, are just so much fun to watch. I mean, it's going to be a little, it's going to be more painful because it's going to be happening against my team. But, you know, it's still going to be really fun to watch them and to really think that, wow, Justin can be, you know, in that MVP conversation maybe down the line. Yeah, I think Jalen Hurts is a great comp. And I, I loved your commentary on that. It's so true. Like, what did everybody say about Jalen Hurts? Yeah, he's a good runner. He's a different runner than Fields, right? He's more powerful than Fields, more of a power element to his game. Fields is more like you can't catch him. <laughs> you can't touch him. <laughs> you know, flag football, look out. You could never get the flag I from Justin that. Fields. Yeah, but Jalen <laughs> Hurts just will, he'll just run you over. So you can't grab Hurts' flag either because you'll be scared because he's going to run you over. Uh, just two different style run- runners, but two just very gifted runners and and how their you know their field vision, their their ability to take off at the right time and all that. They know how to do that thing. But everybody was saying Jalen Hurts can't throw. And I, I think a lot of people are still stuck on that with Fields, too. Now, I don't think that's true, but people have been saying it. And what happened? Jalen Hurts worked on it, worked on it. They drafted Devonta Smith. 
they signed AJ Brown or they traded for AJ Brown. I forget what they did. Did they trade? They traded for AJ Brown, I believe. Um, yeah, they traded. yeah, they traded for Brown. And now look, now you can't stop Hertz in the passing game. He's unbelievable. He's putting the ball right in the money everywhere. And now he's like one of the best passers in the game. And that could happen. So that could be a trajectory for Fields where he leans on his legs a little bit, leans on his legs. The Bears get some weapons around him. Now his his passing attack takes a jump forward. I think that's a great comp, and it's something that we'll be watching here this coming week. Josh Allen, that'll be another fun matchup. And I I know where you're kind of going with this. Here's the bonus question, Alyssa. You're you're hoping for a shootout. Are we back on the over train? Right? I don't know <laughs> if we want to touch this spread. The the Bears are nine point home underdog to the Eagles. Uh could they cover that? I don't know. The Eagles are blowing everybody out right now. No. The Giants had a hard time <laughs> this past week. And I think a lot of teams are having a hard time with the Eagles. The Titans got blown out by them, too, a couple weeks ago. But maybe the over-under is only a 49. Now, we had a rule before the shoulder injury that anything under 50, we were betting the over because of Justin Fields in this offense. Now, the Bears can't stop anybody, but they can also score. And the Eagles have been in some crazy high-scoring games. That Packers game, wasn't that one like 40 to 33 or something? Like that score? So are we yeah, looking at the over? Is that our pick? Are we back on that train? Are we that was suspended with the with the shoulder injury, but now are we back on it? I think we have to be, right? And you kind of I mean, I was, you know, obviously with the Bears being off last week and my mom's a Giants fan, so I watched Giants get their their asses handed to them by the Eagles. And as soon as I saw the Eagles put put 40 over on them, I'm like, oh no. Oh no, the Bears are gonna give up at least, it might be like 30 something to whatever at halftime at this point, because the Bears defense just has not been able to stop anybody. Granted, they're gonna be getting it looks like Kyler Gordon back and Jaquan Brisker back. So I mean, that's encouraging. But at the same time, they still don't have a pass rush. Jalen Hurts is gonna be be able to do whatever the hell he wants to back there. Um, whether it's I mean, he really doesn't even have to use his legs in this game. I think that he can just he'll sit back there all day and just shred that pass defense. So I mean, I feel like the Eagles are going to put up at least maybe 49 on their own. (laughs) So, And I mean, granted, the Bears offense, you know, they are going up against a really dominant Eagles defense. So I still think that they're going to be able to put some points on the board. But I feel like the Eagles could could cover 49 on their own (laughs) at this point. So I'm taking the over, Ryan. I'm with you. I'm with you. And I'm kind of rooting for Jalen Hurts because uh, I have him as my fantasy quarterback. I got a big playoff matchup. This weekend, Alyssa. So if they want to get into a, a shootout and Hertz wants to get a bunch of fantasy points for me, that'd be fine. That'd be fine by me. 49 seems way too low. It does seem way too low. So I'm back on it. Let's go. It's now activated. Everybody bet the over. This is one of my favorite bets. And actually, I'm going to Vegas. As you know, I'm a Pats fan. I'm heading to Vegas this week to go to the Pats Vegas game this weekend. So I will just have to oh, bet that go. one. I'll have to bet that one live, Alyssa, right in the sports book. You will. I'll send you a You're picture of my sli- Yeah, I'll send you a picture of my slip. All right. I will do that. So uh, so there it is. That's six pack of questions. Does it have you ready to uh, take in the final four games of the season for the Bears? I know we're not talking playoffs here. We could be talking draft. We could be talking free agency, whatever. But there's still a lot to look forward to. These are going to be fun games. Hertz versus Fields. Hertz versus uh, Josh Allen. Then you got a couple division games to close it out. I think those Vikings, Vikings and the Lions, those are interesting teams just because of where they might be heading and where the Bears might be heading, right? So a lot of great stuff. Uh, Alyssa, great great stuff as always. I hope you have a great weekend. Wish me luck in Vegas, will you? Yeah, good luck. I mean, don't lose too much money. <laughs> but, <laughs> as long, as long. But, you know, when in doubt, just kind of just bet the over on Bears, Eagles, and you'll get it back. Yeah, I'll definitely. That'll be my little uh, escape plan on Sunday. As long as I stay away from the poker table, I'll probably be fine. If I go there, uh, then I could get cleaned out pretty quickly. 
Uh, you know, ooh, ooh, Ace ooh, King, yeah. let's go, all in. Oh, wait, that's real money. I should put all that. I'm a roulette girl. <laughs> yeah, roulette, I, red I'm or a black. Girl and I try not to lose too much money. <laughs> yeah, roulette. I could sit at a blackjack <laughs> table for a long time. So that's pro- I'll probably do that. Maybe play a little craps <laughs> if it's a fun table. I do like a casino. I do like Vegas. And there's a lot of football too, like Saturday games, Sunday. It'll be fun going to the game on Sunday. So uh, definitely looking forward to it. But I'll be keeping an eye on this game, Bears Packers. I mean, uh, Bears. Eagles, not just because I have Jalen Hurts in fantasy, Alyssa, because um, I'm looking forward to this matchup. Fields versus uh, Fields. Yeah, Fields versus Hurts. So uh, for Alyssa, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us on the pod. Enjoy this one. Should be fun. Bears, Eagles. We'll be back next week to break it all down. Bear down. This USA Today sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's sports media group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.